would like to say good morning, good morning, good morning. Good, nice, rainy morning. Uh, we saw wonderful things. It's quit raining here at the studio, so I hope that's a good omen. <laughs> uh, and today is election day. Election day, 2021. Uh, we're having some city elections in Dallas, Fort Worth. That's going to be an interesting race in Fort Worth. We have uh, two young ladies, one young lady I knew in college. And then um, we have another young lady that was assistant to the uh, outgoing mayor of Fort Worth. That's going to be a good race. And the city council races in Dallas. So don't worry about the rain. It seems like it's subsiding right now. And y'all get up, everybody, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. And go to the polls, go to the polls, go and vote, exercise your right to vote. So, so much going on, so so many things are, are happening. And I observe things very closely. We are in the position right now. Uh, it's getting, getting dangerous, awfully dangerous. People, I, do y'all realize what these elected officials, your governor, your lieutenant governor, your attorney general, ha, have done when they are going to allow, well, it just might well as called, I guess, fools to run around this, this, this state with guns that they don't have to. I guess they don't have to be registered. They don't have a license for it. They've never been trained to use it. And uh, we already have enough problems with these, uh, you know, some other idiot in a car. Somebody might cut someone off and they go around and shoot them and everything. Do you realize what we are up against? We're up against something that's really, that's really out of their minds. Now, we've had uh, the head of the Texas uh, Republican Party. He's uh, resigned. They're going to replace him. And uh, he said he might run for some office. I don't know if he's going to run for governor or not. But this is one place in the top offices in the Republican Party in the state of Texas need to clean house. Need to clean house. They're putting everybody's life in danger. How many times did you been so angry some fools pull in front of you, pull out on you and all of these things. Wait till you get close then pull out and want to pull out into the streets or the highway or wherever you are. But these are some of the things that are going on in Texas. This is why you need to get to the polls. You need to get to the polls. You need to vote. You need to vote. Everybody needs to vote. And then we see how there are those who don't want certain people to vote. The Republicans. They don't want certain people to vote. They said we were, they wanted this uh, you know, just get uh, 
voter registration and voter things like if they're watching everything they don't like certain things about voting and all of these things cause this and they're still telling the line hanging on to the lie that Trump won the election this is utterly ridiculous this situation with Trump but it's going to cause some real problems in this country Believe me, this is going to start something really bad in in America. It really has started. People, beware of what's going on. Beware of what's happening. This is going to start something totally new that you never dreamed you'd ever see in your lifetime. And they mean to cut many of our, our lives off. You better believe it. That January 6th thing, that was no accident. That was no, that, that was planned to get that many thousands of people there to go storm the seats, supposedly, of democracy. They don't want any democracy. They don't want that. And, and they said the republic... America, well, we need to stop that lie. America is not a republic and never has been a republic. It's never have. It never has been. See, we, you, you, you elect people to represent you. I mean, it's, it's a republic and never has been a democracy. Let me get my thinking straight this morning. It's a never have been a democracy. It's a republic where you elect people to elect us. But the place, the seat of government in America, ransacked, buildings crushed, and doors, windows broke out, people injured. In fact, five people were was killed. And these people, you got people running around talking about these people should not be tried for this. This is a low-down, dirty shame. This is treason at its best. Or worst. Whatever you want to call it. Which way you look at it. And we should do something about this. And when we see what's going on in America, America is in trouble. It's in trouble. I know a lot of you may not believe it. But I can see it. America is in trouble. Yes, very much so. Very much so. You got this man running around and talking about he might run in 2024 and everything. This is why they they said they wanted uh, Electoral College, uh, just in case some fool or some rock star get up there and... and, uh, Voters go crazy in electing. They got something that would not allow them to take office. Well, the Republicans, when is the last time the Republicans have won uh, uh, a majority vote of the voters? When the last time? When was the last time that the Republicans have won uh, the popular vote? in a election. Really, Bush lost to the vice president at that time. I'll go back. I guess it's been since what, Reagan? 
when last time the Republicans had won, so they realized that they cannot win the presidency going by the popular vote. So they got to stop certain people from voting. Who is it they're going to stop? Who is it they really want to stop? They want to stop you from voting. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Just stop us from voting. And believe me, people, we need to take advantage of this privilege that we have in America. Just take advantage of it starting today. All righty. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Leon. All righty. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you this morning? Uh, well, when I get to talk to you, it always makes it a, a great day because you always want to stand up for uh, human rights and social justice. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, Thank and, you. And, and, and you're right. This is not a, a democracy. This is a plutocracy. Mm-hmm. Where you have five percent of the people controlling the rest, the ninety-five, ninety-five percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the governors that uh, we get from the Republican Party is an ongoing debacle uh, from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we get a Republican at in the White House, the country goes to hell in a handbasket. There's a recession. There's a war. Now we have a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then they drop down lower to the uh, the government level where we have probably, we're the laughing stock of the country. Mm-hmm. Without of the world. Uh, of the world. Uh, with, with the way the, the electrical uh, debacle was, was handled and it was allowed to fester uh, at the state level because they were told that they needed to make adjustments and, and 150 people died. And then you got your lieutenant governor who's saying somebody needs to sacrifice themselves during a pandemic. You got an attorney general who's under indictment for securities fraud. Mm-hmm. And then you gerrymandering the, the, uh, the voting process. You're gerrymandering teaching history. You're allowing fools to have guns unfettered with the police chief saying they don't like it. It just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't understand why people, the, the light bulb doesn't go off in people's head that these Republicans are not qualified, fit, capable, competent in mm-hmm. governance. And, it, it, and they're just um, messing up people's lives with their inability to get things done the right way. Could you believe Texas is number two when it comes to the 50 states? It's number two geographically. Number two, uh, uh, general populace, population. Uh, but to be, to act like some little bitty uh, uh, Yahoo's sideshow. That's what we have running. One of the most powerful states uh, is probably that Texas and California, the two most powerful states in the, in the, of the 50. Other, other territories, they can't match Texas. But it's just that uh, we've got a bunch of yahoos, backwards, ignorant men running Texas. This is sad. This is a sad situation that we ought to come up with something like this. I agree with you wholeheartedly. 
But answer me this. Why is it they, they are, are so against true American history being taught in the history books? Why do you think that? Well, you got to remember that this is, is this state is, is part of the former Confederacy, right? And the former Confederacy has nothing does not want the the the, the, the modern day uh, kids or whatever you have to know exactly how despicable uh, that political uh, ideology was, and so they want to change. They want to sugarcoat it. So number one, we don't get the respect that we deserve and we don't get the, the repayment, the reparations that we deserve. They don't want to give us that. Who do you, think they, uh, who, who do you think they think they are, are fooling? You're going to teach history, but you're not going to teach true history. That's what's wrong with it now. True history has never been taught in Texas or in the United States. True American history has never been taught. So uh, why, uh, what is it? Why is it they don't want true history taught? Well, I mean, you know, they they, all, they always talk about Hitler and and Mussolini, Stalin, and and all these other uh, people who you know murdered and and demaned and destroyed millions of other people. But the fact that it was done here mm-hmm. has to be covered over. It, it because that means it was even worse here. Pay you? Yes, it was even worse. Middle passage. Yeah, it was. It's nothing. It's nothing. No other nation on earth. When you go back and check our history, no nation on earth has murdered and killed and maimed as many people as America to rise to power. Nowhere in history. Exactly. Nowhere. But they don't want this taught. They want some kind of sugar-coated stuff that's not going to change anything, not going to help anything. All they will do is try to hide everything, that, all the stuff that they've done. But that's the way it is out here. Why is it? I'm posing that question. Why is it you believe they do not want true American history, true history to be taught in our textbooks in Texas? And if you control the textbooks that comes into Texas, you pretty well control the textbooks that come into schools all over America. They want these things hidden. They want them changed. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your call. 972-647-1893. We just want to know, does it make sense? To tell people from the very beginning, you're going to learn this, but you're not going to learn it right. You're not going to learn complete. You're not going to be told the whole story. You're going to give us something that would just gloss over things to just to say we've had the, the particular uh, subject matter to been taught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd be shocked, no. And most people don't have any idea what they would be like if they really knew American history. What they what, what would it be like? The history that we have been taught has been subject to one group of people to promote them as the superior and done everything 
and created and made America, which is a lie. It's been taught to promote the white male. No, that's not true. But they do not want this, the truth, to be told about America. They don't want the truth to be told. This is a sad, sad situation. A sad situation. It's a situation that we will gonna have to live with. We can't say we gotta live without it. No, we got to have this. And the more people demand what to be taught and demand the truth be told, then you have true American history. I'm up against a short break. I'll be back and answer your calls at 972-647-1893. All right, we're back. You can reach us at 972-647-1893. All right, Jason, who do we have? We have a call from David. David, all righty. Good morning, David. How you doing, Brother Barnett? Fine. How are you this morning? Well, I got peace of mind, Brother Barnett. My mm-hmm. grandmother, Barnett, was a librarian. And that's what she told me when I was a very young man, about four years old. Mm-hmm. She told me that's a lie. That's why white folks call it the librarian. Definition of civilized or civilization uh, are they are they they are speaking of? Right, and see, you see, here's here's what you've got to wonder. They say they civilized, but they are not. They say that's what I know. One hundred and five uncivilized tribes. Well, those people, I feel like, is more civilized than the people that done conquered all the so-called civilized world. Because the people that conquered us gave us our education, gave us our ways, gave us our religion, gave us it fails. Proverbs three verse thirty one. Mm-hmm. Every night oppressor choose none of his ways. Ain't no black preacher or black person reading the Bible to understand that one ain't but nine words in it. Every night your oppressor choose none of his ways. And that's where we are caught up with not obeying what the Bible says. Well, here's what. See, that, that, that has been tainted in our subliminal conscience. They were slick enough to change things about the Bible, such as 
you know, truly the skin colors, hair texture of people, and not not teaching that the Bible speaks of race, but it speaks of it subtly. Never use the term because God will judge you by language and land. And when when and when we we are judged and told to do things. Many times, most of the time, the people that God was talking to and was commanded to do certain things were people that were black. But we see white because that's all we've ever been been told that he dealt with, and that's not true. That's not even the beginning of the truth. I remember not long ago, it's been, it was years after I'd been on air here. They used to call in, oh, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all got y'all got that white man's religion. Y'all, y'all, they didn't see. They thought they were being smart, but they didn't realize the Bible, Christianity. That's the black man's religion. That's the black man's right. religion. Yeah, they they did not realize what they were saying. There were groups that were called and say you're following this white man. That group there that I have have critiqued Christianity so severely. They were treated more harshly and severely, severely in our slavery and transportation out of Africa than those who came to America. So it, it is, it, it, and, and you have to understand that this is just something that, that set forth confusion, and you know who's the author of confusion, the devil. And uh, we, we get confused and think we're doing something great when we're doing just what they want us to do. The Bible yeah. tells us that one day that we will know the truth. Oh, yes, this, it does. Mm-hmm. This, this time period, 2021, is that the truth, if you want to go read it, it's that. Mm-hmm. If you want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. The Bible teaches it will none be hid from you. Things yeah. that have been the Bible teaches things. that. You're so right, uh, Meatball. You should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Right, and now we know it, but it's just only one percent of us, one hundred and forty-two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 it's it, it's something. It's not going to be easy. But according to the Bible, it will come to pass. Yes, that, it wouldn't be but 144,000 of us to understand the truth. Well, <laughs> but, that right there. but see, the, 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 it's right there, right before us. But because of the, the conditioning we've been under, the teachings, and, some, and see, you know who really have taught us these untruths and unbeknowing to them, in many cases, has been the black preacher. He, the way he interpreted, he, he gained from Europeans. Brothers meant well. The brother meant well. They mean well. They mean they mean to teach us and trying their best. But they need to go back. And restudy, rethink re, re, re what you're really saying to your people. And they're not never, doing it. You never see Brother Barnett, a preacher, preach out of the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah tells you about this present preacher. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's all there. It's, it's all there. there. Uh-huh. And when we see how it's all there, 
we you know, have to we we could we could free ourselves meatball in less than six months. We could free ourselves. But we have to change our minds. It's our minds. It's not it's our minds have not been changed. And once our minds have been changed and be being retaught what the word of God really says, man we be on we be on fire and on the ball. That's it. That's just it. It's just that it's just that complicated. It's I mean not complicated. It's just that easy easy, not complicated. Yes. All right, thank you for your call. I clear that clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Yeah, that clears the line. And we're talking about what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We still have the trial. Have not had the trial of Tatiana Jefferson, this policeman that killed her in Fort Worth. I'm not going to let that rest. It's it's just too much. It's too much going on to let anything rest. All right, who do we have next, Jason? We have a call from Alicia Davis. Alicia Davis. All right. Good morning, Alicia. Good morning, Pastor Bernard. How are you? Fine. How are you? I am doing good this morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go right ahead. You got the airwaves. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on this morning to talk about African-American studies and what's going on with uh, the legislature and how that's going to affect the courts. All right. Tell us how what's going on with African-American studies. Yes, sir. Well, you know, we did anchor that course um, with the work from Dallas ISD over the last couple of years, and it was passed by the State Board of Education last year. Mm-hmm. And so we put a lot of work into it, and now it's available statewide. But with the new civics bill that's gone through the legislature, that's going to threaten some of that hard work that we've done and some of the truthfulness mm-hmm. that we made sure to put in that course. And it'll also affect the teaching of enslavement and all the other history courses that we offer here in Texas. Well, isn't it some of the Texans... Uh, legislators and other people, office holders in Texas, uh, they're saying that the the real truth, the whole truth, should not be taught because that's just too harsh and and this sort of need to be covered up and sugarcoated. How will it be done? Absolutely. If if you had a chance to listen to the argument, the author of the bill, he kept saying over and over that his concern was students feeling comfortable and uncomfortable and he had a fear that white students would feel uncomfortable talking about slavery and enslavement and the things that their ancestors did and so this whole purpose was to make sure that those students felt comfortable whatever that means and they're actually to make to, it, to make whites comfortable yes sir and there do, is do they think the slaves were comfortable when they were made slaves and mistreated and brutally and all types of things happening, do you think that was comfortable? Well, I'm, I'm with you 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. even me, I'm on the State Board of Education and even me, I don't understand how you can make everyone comfortable, especially when you're talking about topics like that. Mm-hmm. But that's what the law says, that we cannot make students feel uncomfortable when talking about these topics in history. Oh my God. So, how would a class like that, how, how do you think a class like that would really work. Would it really help any? 
Well, according to the law, you can't force, well, a teacher can't force any discussion on current events, um, widely debated topics. And whoever determines whether or not something is debated, you know, there is no, there's no guidance on who says what's supposed to be, um, you know, controversial. So you can have a topic like enslavement. You can have somebody in the school that says, hey, that's a controversial topic, so you have to teach that from multiple perspectives, which means now this opens up the avenue for teachers to start talking about good things about slavery and start saying good things things about slavery. Yes, sir. And we've actually (laughs) seen that before where teachers are putting together, and I'm not saying all teachers, we have a very, very small few who are putting together assignments where they have students to discuss this in this manner. And this bill opens up even more of that in, in some of our classrooms. Should white teachers teach this? Well, right now we don't have a choice but to have white teachers teaching it because the majority of our teacher force is white. And so we have to make sure our white teachers are prepared to teach it because the reality is they have classrooms that they serve students of color so, you know, should they be very well prepared to teach this? Absolutely. And are there requirements to make sure they can, they can teach this right now? No, there's not. Right now, the requirements are just to make sure that they understand, you know, some facts about history, but not the cultural responsiveness and responsibility to our students. So we have to prepare those white teachers to be able to deliver this content. Well, how, how would that be done? Would they have to go back to school? Uh, I don't know, even the schools they go back to, are they, are they ready to teach them how to teach this course? I wonder. I wonder about this. Right. right. And, you know, that's one of the biggest issues that we've discussed with the State Board of Education. We passed African-American studies, but it's not a required course right now. We're still working on that one. So we can't require professional development if you're going to teach the course. So that's something that we're definitely working on, making sure that teachers do have the tools to be able to deliver this information. But any teacher who teaches any history course has to be very well prepared for all of those hard topics. Mm-hmm. And they can't just skip over them. They have to be able to tell truth to our students. Mm-hmm. It, it, it will do no good if they're going to get up there and whitewash it and and really lie and, and not tell the whole truth or not tell the whole story about the truth and uh, these are some things that uh, how long how long do you think it would take to implement such a program in uh, uh, the Texas school systems well we we as a board voted early in the year to start our history adoption at the end of this year so we had already planned on reviewing history starting at the end of 2021 and it'll last throughout 2022. Mm-hmm. And during that time, we look at every single course from elementary to high school mm-hmm. and we review it all and we can add information, we can take it out, whatever it is we need to do to make those courses better. So now mm-hmm. that this, well, the, the law hasn't passed yet. It's sitting on the governance desk for some reason. But well, as soon as it well, passes, mm-hmm. if it passes, we mm-hmm. would have to adhere to that law this year as we are reviewing history courses. So that means by the end of 2022, at the end of the review, 
those courses will be available the beginning of 2023 with the whitewashed history involved. All right. What grade would this start? It, it would affect every single grade from elementary through high school. Every single history course in Texas will be affected by this. Every grade will be will have some type of uh, African, African-American history taught within the curriculum and American history in their curriculum. No, sir. Not every, every course won't have a particular view of the African-American experience. But the whitewashing that this bill requires, that will affect every single course. So it's already pretty sad that we do have some courses that talk very, very little about those who have been on that experience, African-Americans. Very, very little. Mm -hmm. And this is even taking away even more of that story out from what children need to know in Texas. So, like I said, this, this is harmful all the way around for every single history course that we offer in Texas. Mm -hmm. We've just joined us. This is uh, Miss Alicia Davis, and she's teaching and trying to get, uh, getting African African-American history taught in America schools. What do, who was selected textbooks? Uh, right now, a school district is able to select their own textbooks because it's not a required course. And so school districts have been, they've been reaching out to each other to find pretty good books. And we've had a couple of publishers reach out to us. But that's one thing I've really encouraged school districts to do is take a really deep dive into any books they want to adopt, mm -hmm. you know, before they make that purchase. So it's, it's really, really, we have a lot of stuff in our course that has never really been taught before in the African-American studies course, like convict leasing here in Texas and the Sugar Land 95. We talk about education all the way from the first student, you know, from free slaves who learned to read all the way to HBCUs now. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of content that ties everything in together that you won't find in some of the older textbooks. So that's mm -hmm. one of the things I've really, really been um, real strong about is making sure that, one, textbooks have truth, and two, that teachers are using some of the primary resources as well. So reaching out to some of our museums, you know, especially here in Dallas, we have an awesome African-American museum, making sure to stay active with the community and community leaders so that that full story is being told. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is very good. We're almost up against a break right here. Uh, 972-647-1893. I'll go and just take a call now. Put, bring me a call. On. All right. Well, this is a call from Tony. All righty. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. It's a good conversation this morning. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, there's three things I'm going to add real quick. Mm -hmm. If she doesn't have, you have the mansion of Texas down the street from us before Little Rock Nine, you're missing that part of history where they, the year before Little Rock Nine, Mansfield did what it did, which gave precedence to what Arkansas governor did. Mm -hmm. And that's in, in our backyard. Mm hmm. Number two, Yellow Rose of Texas. It is strange a song called Yellow Rose of Texas is not sung in, any, in all the schools in Texas. She was black, black woman. Slave. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But but that's not in the textbook. Number three, mm -hmm. we got hanging that happened in, in, in Dallas. So as she said, we have rich history here. My problem is this: like she said, we have school districts that buy material. Now, that's part of it. 
but the, even the maps they buy are wrong. Where Africa is, is small, and they have new, new, new maps. So our very system itself mm-hmm. and the state of Texas itself teaches false history. And so the thing is this. I tell you what, I tell you what, Tony, could you hold on? Yes. I'm up against a break. Yes. Would yes, you want to stay over after the break? Yes, sir. All right, uh, yes, sir. hang him on and uh, let's take our break and we'll be right back. the official KNON Twitter page at KNON893FM. Check out what's happening around your favorite radio station by following us on Twitter. Be the first to see new posts, behind-the-scenes videos, polls, and more. That's at KNON893FM. Give us a follow on Twitter today. Coming Friday, June 11th to Poor David's Pub is Sean Pittman's CD release party celebrating the release of his new CD, Stompin' Solo. This is the first KNON Blues benefit in over a year. Sean Pittman's new CD is an acoustic recording taking him back to his roots featuring original songs and blues classics. This will be a rare acoustic performance from Sean Pittman. Opening the show is the amazing young blues piano player who is earning a reputation with his blues sincerity and inspiring performances, Dylan James Boogie Boy Shaw. Tickets at KNON.org. Get your reserved seat now. Sean Pittman and Dylan James Boogie Boy Shaw, Friday, June 11th at Fort David's Pub in Dallas. Doors at 8 p.m. Show starts at 8.30 p.m. This is a KNON benefit event. All right, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893 if you'd like to join this conversation. All right, Tony, go right ahead. You're on with Miss Alicia Davis. And and there's and as much as we talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. let's for events in Texas. That's oh yes, when they when they send all all those of soldiers for a ride that, that that they didn't cause, and we have one in up in in uh, East Texas. So the thing is this: as much as as much as we try to infiltrate the system with 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 with, with, uh, with our history, Hispanic history, and and Asian history, it's going to be a fight. And this is my personal opinion. Don't mean it's true or not. But I'm going to give you my opinion. I mean, it's true in my, my perspective. When you say cultural responsive, that to me is, is a way to to to, to uh, give an impression. Well, it ain't hard. It, 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 it's more passive to white people. CRT is a legal framework. Meaning, how is the legal framework put in place? And so, you know, to me, the wording itself said, okay, I'm going to assimilate part of this policy because I can't get it all passed until, like she said, until she did an actual, you know, put it into history where it's part of history class rather than elective. But like I said, be careful on the words you use because like I say, you know, part of it, I understand why politically it's susceptible to say cultural responsive. But if, you, if it's still whitewashing it even if, even if you don't want to admit that. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ms. Davis, do you have any comments on that? Sure. I want to um, respond to exactly what I mean by cultural responsiveness. We have classrooms, as you were saying before, that are led by white teachers that are full of students that are black and brown. And our teachers have to, one, understand that culture, and two, understand the community and those students in order to really reach deep into them. So by cultural responsiveness, 
I mean, really understanding your students and giving them real, true tools to be successful. Understanding that, yes, you are teaching them science, but make sure you talk about black scientists and brown scientists. Or the same thing with English and history and every other course. So about cultural responsiveness, I'm, I'm putting the responsibility on the teacher to make that classroom more inclusive so that every student has a chance to reflect themselves in what they're learning, and that's the important thing. And one, and I, I totally agree, there are a lot of hidden history facts around Texas. One of the things that we were very intentional about in putting in the African American Studies course that passed was we have an opportunity to explore local history. You know, they have different facts in Houston than we have here in Dallas and there is a San Antonio. So we wanted to give students an opportunity to explore their community so they can talk about some of those hidden facts. And mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the ways we discovered, you know, what was going on with the Sugarland 95. That discovery actually happened in 2018 while we were writing the course. So we were able to put in history as it was becoming uncovered. So those are some of the things that we definitely start to do with African-American studies. I will say this course is just not enough. We need to make sure that that African-American experience is in every single history course. So one of the things I've been doing over the past couple of years is working with Congress on the Black History is American History Act. And that act from Congress will require each and every state to make sure they have black history facts in every single history course. And it holds the states accountable because when students take the, the nationwide exam, it has black history facts on there as well. And that bill was started by Marsha Fudge and it's, it's still now going on again, even though she's secretary. We, there's another uh, congresswoman uh, who has picked it up and she's carrying it through. But if we can get the Black History is American History Act passed, then every state across the country will be accountable for having more black facts in their history courses. Mm -hmm. All right. But now, what about, what about African-American teachers? Uh, will they have to go and take training in African-African-American history? What I have seen so far is a lot of our African-American teachers stepping up to one, make sure their district is offering the course, and for two, to make sure whoever is teaching the course, even if it's not them, they're teaching the course with fidelity. So I will say, I mean, I have seen black teachers from some of the whitest districts make sure that they want every student to be able to take that course. And so now you have some, some districts that, I mean, folks are like, we never thought that course would be offered here. But it's those black teachers that are really, really stepping up and those black trustees to make sure it is offered in that district. Mm -hmm. So while they don't have the sole responsibility to teach it, they are taking the responsibility to make sure it is taught and it's taught right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, who do we have on the line? Who is it? Do we have some? Imani. Imani. Okay. All right. Imani? Is that Imani? Yes, sir. Good morning, Pastor. Yes, good morning. Hi, Sister Davis. How you doing? Good morning. It was a pleasure meeting you at our meeting. You met me before, but you ever read? You ever? You ever read? You know? You ever read the book by Dr. Claude Anderson, Miss Davis? No, I no, I have not. Well, read his book. I I, I was I used to be a, a, a sub. I used to be on the African American Advisory Committee in Dallas with Dr. Edwards was here, and they their TA tried to bring some books in there, and we, I wouldn't ever approve, but. 
a lot about bourgeois, you know, people that, you know, that doctors and stuff approved it. But Dr. Anderson, Claude Anderson, powernomics.com. This is for white people, too. Powernomics.com. We're trying to get into the president right now. If that, it's like a cancer that never goes away. It's not going to be cured until you, fight, you get the core. And this is what's happening in America for 465 years. Until, I mean, this is for white people. Powernomics.com. Once we get to the core, then we can start healing. But right now, as long as you keep covering it up and, and trying to put medication on it, that it won't work. And I, 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 like I said, when I came back to Vietnam, I said, I'm going to try to wake these people up, but it's hard to wake them up. But to Caucasians, brothers and sisters, powernomics.com. Read the book, Dr. Claude Anderson. He'll tell you exactly what happened. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a you know about it, don't you? Yes, I've read it. Mm-hmm. If you read all these books, all four packs, and that, that would be the perfect thing for everybody. It's not trying to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm an American. I want to get this over for once and for all because he tells the truth, and the truth will set us free, white, black, and everybody, if you teach our children right. So I, this is DavidPowerNomics.com, and, and look at it, Dr. Claude Anderson, Dr. Boss Watkins, and listen to them. they telling the truth. And I, I, I just want to say that, Pastor, because... If we, I'm tired of this. I don't want to go on to my grandchildren. Tell the truth, and it'll set us free. All people will set free once you get, you know, get all the truth out. We can we can start the healing process. All right. This it seems like to me this is what Miss Davis is uh, trying to do by getting it in our public school system. It needs to be taught in all fifty states, in all American territories, and to everyone that wants to be an American system, American citizens needs to learn true American history before they're given a citizenship. Everyone needs to know it because they come in and many times the first people they want to exploit is the people who built America which was our ancestors. So, yes, all of this all of this needs to be a part of American history. And you can't, mm-hmm. we can, it's not, she got to do it, we got to do it. We got all, everybody has to do it. Hispanic, mm-hmm. white, black, we got to start telling the truth because if we don't, we're going to hell on a rocket ship. Um, Ms. Davis, how, how do the average, everyday African-American feel toward what you're doing? We had a lot of support. And, and one of the reasons why there was so much support is because I depended on the community to get this done. We had several community meetings through Dallas ISD where we had folks coming from all around to give mm-hmm. input into the course. It was led by Jamila Thomas, who was with the um, Racial Equity Office at the time. Mm-hmm. And so all of that work and all of that input came into the course. And even once Dallas ISD presented it to the state board, then we started getting stakeholders from all across Texas to meet their um, uh, president, Gary Bledsoe, from the NAACP will come down to Austin. And we all put input into this course to make sure that, Mm -hmm. you know, it had a lot of rich history. And we left it open so that we can continuously add more and more to it. So... It's, it's been a lot of support because, you know, it was a community effort. Mm-hmm. All so right. Thank you, Pastor. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you for calling. Um, that clears the line, 
1893 if you'd like to join this conversation. 972-647-1893. Talking about the future, our children, uh, our, 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 you know, just our heritage needs to be taught. Our history needs to be taught to everybody because we are intricate a part of America. America would not be what it is today, worldwide power, without our history. And uh, when we see what's going on, uh, we have to understand that, 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 that this cannot be left out. This cannot continue in this vein. And when we see how many people have lost their lives, who have died, and uh, because others thought so little of the of their lives, thinking they are nothing, never done nothing, and they're just not worthy of living. And when we see this, we see that we are are are, are just marginalized, almost in every capacity. We are marginalized, and uh, Miss Davis. Uh, what would be some of the courses you would teach, say, uh, you say it's going through DISD, DISD, start with K through 12. What would you, what would you teach K? What would you say? What would be something that you would, you'd like to see taught in K? So one of the things that the community members talked about was in, in those early grades in kindergarten, Having introducing things like the importance of drumming and storytelling, mm-hmm. and going back mm-hmm. to that that African way of, of telling stories that way, mm-hmm. and, and building understanding of culture at that young age, and, and you know embedding that idea in mm-hmm. students about storytelling because storytelling is something that students are going to go mm-hmm. into throughout their whole academic career as they go through English and literature and everything else. So good. So, so I would good. definitely start with that, and that's one of the ideas. I believe that was brought from um, from one of our community members who, mm-hmm. who does a lot of drumming and things like that with the younger students, and they can see how they do, you know, really catch on to that. So I, I definitely would support that and love to see more of that at school. You know, see, that is so important what you just said because one of the ways they brainwashed us with television, they used to show black, the Africans, all at night, gathered around a fire and a fire burning and have looked like some human being in a pot and the Africans are dancing and just shaking and all just all crazy stuff that they would do just to dehumanize demoralize us things like that their drum beat means of communication drum beats and and, and smoke was the First means of communication, mass communications with mankind, that needs to be taught. That that started in Africa. It's so much. But let's go back to our phone lines. Uh, who do we have? Uh, so we have gents. Gents? All right. Good morning, gents. Uh, that's Jane. Uh, good morning, Reverend, and your guest. Um, yes. I think that uh, what uh, Miss Davis is doing is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that we should transfer her thoughts into actions by supporting her. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, I don't think that we should just accept what the governor is doing uh, 
course, he's probably going to vote for that. He's probably going to go ahead and sign that bill. But I think we ought to all send him some emails telling him not to sign. Not that he's uh, going to listen to us, but uh, he needs to hear our voice. Uh, now, so what? My I, my question is: You say you don't uh, want him to sign the bill? Uh, no, I don't want him to uh, sign that bill that uh, is going to mess up the whole way that history is is taught uh, in in the schools. Uh, it, you, you think know, it's being taught correctly now? Well, no, it's not being taught correctly now. But what he's what he's uh, going to sign is going to make it harder to teach correctly. And uh, it's, it's why? Uh, why? Uh, Explain that to me. Explain it to me. Well, he, you know, there are parameters laid out so that teachers are, are not going to be able to uh, teach history the way it, it really was. You know, those that do want to teach it like it, it really was. They're not going to be able to involve students in uh, current activities. Uh, it's just going to mess up. Uh, Have the bill been written yet, uh, Ms. Davis? Yes, but the bill is written and it's actually passed through the House and the Senate. It's sitting there on the governor's desk, ready to be um, signed by him at any minute. And um, the caller is right. This bill, this is one of the most harmful bills I've seen in education in a while. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely it, it says in there, teachers can't talk about current events. You know, you you can't say that the Constitution or the Federalist Papers or anything else. Um, supported slavery. You have to make it seem as if every person had liberty and equality, even though they were enslaved. It, mm-hmm. it, it really does whitewash history and romanticize everything. And in this bill, it particularly says you cannot make students feel uncomfortable by these discussions about slavery and things like that. So in other words, uh, this bill is more or less a millstone rather than really something that's going to elevate us. Oh, absolutely. This And this all comes from the 1619 Project, and it, it okay. circles back to folks being deeply in their feelings about the truthfulness that the 1619 Project brought. And in uh-huh. this bill, it specifically says that Texas teachers cannot teach anything that comes from the 1619 Project. Explain the 1619. What what are you talking about? Explain that. The the 1619 Project, it has the idea that the true American experiment began when those Africans were brought over here to be slaves. They ended up building what we have as an infrastructure to America. We ended up influencing the culture, influencing the food. Everything that we have now is because of something that was the influence from when those Africans were brought here. So the whole 1619 Project idea says that this whole American experiment began then. And those far-right folks are saying, no, that takes away from the George Washingtons and the Jeffersons and everybody else, mm-hmm. and it gives too much We're strength. all slave owners. Exactly. And so this bill is to kind of take back that discussion and give all the credit to the forming of America to those white slave owners and say that, you know, they never meant to be brutal. They never meant to, you know, be harsh to slaves. And, you know, slavery was good because they want this romanticized idea of America. Mm -hmm. And they want our students to be able to pick this up and continue with that for generations. Uh, Do we have people that are calling now who wants this bill out and 
rewrite, uh, write a new bill that will tell the truth. Yes, sir. I mean, the, the House, the Texas House fought hard against this bill. Senator West fought very, very hard against this bill. We had groups that were coming together and folks who were testifying against it. But this was actually one of Trump's priorities. So you have really conservative states. Texas is not the only state that has passed this bill. So the really conservative states that were really aligned with Trump, they're yeah. moving this bill along. To, to so it's messed up. It, this bill will make it even worse than it is now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. I tell you what, we're up against a short break. And thank you, Carla, for calling in with the inf information. Thank you. 972-647-1893. You can reach me by, and we'll be right back. You know what I'm saying. All right. Do like to say again, good morning again. And you can reach me at 972-647-1893. Our special guest this morning is Miss Alicia Davis. And she's trying to get something great. Great. We've been calling for, for years here. And she's carrying it through. I also like to remind you and uh, invite you 930 tomorrow morning. Heavenly Joy Church is alone and uh, on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. You just uh, you get lined up on that, Marion Barnett Sr. tomorrow morning and hear us. Amen. We speak on the gospel, but we speak on a lot of tactics that the gospel affects everything there is. And we are a part of it because you're talking about black history? Well, the Bible is filled with it. African, African-American history. The Bible. All righty. Uh, who do we have next? We have Ike. Ike? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. If y'all wondering who the voice is, it's uh, going to be our new producer. This will be Jason's last program. Tell him your name. Pierre. From France. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's, where are you from, Paris? Yeah, Paris. All right. I live okay. in Texas for one month already. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Good morning, Ike. Good, good morning, Reverend Barnett. Good morning, Miss Aisha Davis. How you doing? Good morning. Mm -hmm. uh, good right here, Ike. I'm, I'm, well, Reverend Barnett, first of all, let me start out. You know, we're talking about history. Right now, I'm at the polls. I'm working the polls up here. And it is... Uh, runoff and people need to get to the polls and vote because mm -hmm. your vote is your voice and mm -hmm. just like we're talking about a uh, uh, black history we also un need to understand that right now our vote is in jeopardy so we need to yeah. get to the polls and exercise our right to Definitely vote so. and vote vote with a with an educated mind don't just vote and just to be voting but study the candidates but anyway uh Speaking on uh, black history, uh, I want to thank, uh, you know, Miss Davis for being on this program because mm -hmm. as we talk about history, so much history is left out and they're trying to delete our history. Even this topic we're talking about, you know, it started, this whole thing was first in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, uh, Mr. Leslie Williams, he took a busload of kids from Dallas down there to, to help promote, push this effort to that our black history, they already had uh, uh, effort and a, a program 
for the Mexican American history, but they left out the black. And mm-hmm. so uh, you have uh, uh, Leslie Williams, uh, uh, Miss Thomas, uh, uh, Jamila Thomas, and also our own school board trustee uh, that helped push this through was Miss uh, George Foreman. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea was an effort was started in Dallas, Texas, and we thank them for that. And Rembrandt, you are a- absolutely correct. The effort to not teach us true history, you know, it, it's in America and it's in the Bible. You teach us mm-hmm. all the time about the presence of blacks in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's not just we had a spot here and a spot there. We are probably 90% of the Bible is yes. black folks. Yeah, now, the Bible is actually African African history, black history. Most African of the black history. Everywhere, just about every land you see in the Bible, except for the time right they were in Greece for a little while, in Asia Minor a little while, but all the rest of the Bible is African. And I'm going to say this in my closing, the effort to protect our right to learn history also kind of started in Dallas, you know, with the Dallas Independent School District, because even Michael Hanna-Hosa, I think Tony related to that a couple of weeks ago, that he helped push the effort to preserve history. So we got mm-hmm. to get on board, get to the polls and vote, and get some of these people out of there because, you know, our history is being whitewashed, and it always has been. Mm-hmm. So thank y'all for the great program, and God bless you. Why not tell them to get, we need souls to the polls. We need yeah. books to the ballots. We need it all. So all right. Have a great day. Okay, thank you. Yeah, he's right. Remember, y'all, go and vote today. Go and vote. Get up and go now. Go and vote. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? And we have Beverly. Beverly. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Morning, how you guys doing? Fine, how are you? I'm fabulous. But the problem I have with this black history thing, we all didn't come from the same family. If we know our own family black history, like we learned Jesus, we can know where we're going. We don't need those. That's why it's been washed down. We are not teaching this from home. It needs to come from home. Your family history needs to come from your family. So you said it needs to be narrowed down to families. I was taught from home as a child. You need to be taught from home. I've, I've always, I've always thought if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you going. You have to know your bloodline, your bloodline. Everybody. All right, ask me this: Who, Who's the first black uh, American president? Who was the first? It wasn't Obama. I'm not going to sit here and talk history, but it wasn't Obama. It was well, not Obama. Who was it? You were taught from home. Who was it? You, you it feel like that's Obama. superior. Huh? It wasn't Obama. Now tell it me who it was. I didn't ask who it wasn't. Lincoln. Lincoln? No. Abraham Lincoln? He was not the first one. Okay, well, it was one before him, but I'm taking you back to what I'm What I'm saying is, you pay your tax dollars. 
to have your cha- your children, your offsprings educated. We, we've never gotten out of our tax dollars what we should get. It, it, home is great. Oh, yes, I learned a lot from home. But we need to be broadened. Yes, we need to be broadened. That comes from home, your family history. But people are not going to put your family history by itself in a book. If my family lived it, if my family lived it, my grandmother lived My great-grandmother, I lived to see my great-grandmother. So did I. They talked to us. Yeah, I did too. And uh, they talked. But they did not teach me a lot because there was so much they didn't know. Uh, I'm paying taxes. I want everything possible that can uh, come to me because it get me get get my my not my, my dollars worth out of it. I want it. It should be taught to way. us. Oh yeah. Have yes. a good day. I don't feel that way. I think it need to come from you. Well, home. Home. well you need that's one way we always get sidetracked by something that's really that's really going good. Somebody always want to seem like sidetrack it too. All right, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. Who do we have? Uh, Tiffin. Tiffin. All right. Good morning, Tiffin. Good morning. How you doing? Fine. You all right? I'm doing fantastic. Uh-huh. Just, just, a, just a couple of quick questions and uh, thoughts. Uh, one, just kind of want to hear what are some of the next level steps uh, for the course, understanding that we got the course, but how do we move students from the course to maybe practical application or field experiences and understanding that and what parents and communities should know, you know, don't rely on the school totally to teach African-American history because they can only, will only be able to go so far. There are some things that they will not be able to teach that could be very empowering to our students. And, and, and moving it to the next level is kind of who is the coalition working within the community to say, hey, we had this many students to take the course but now we want to take our students on a trip to Africa or we want to take our students to the East Coast to kind of basically show, you know, this is where our history took place. And and I had this experience, uh, uh, Pastor Boyd, and, and this to your guests as well. I was in um, Annapolis, Maryland. Annapolis is, 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 is in downtown Annapolis. It's right there on the backside of the uh, U.S. Naval Academy is where some of the first uh, slave ships I came in, and there, there's this Alex Haley Memorial, and it's, it's beautiful, it's beautiful, and it's a sight to see, but while I was there, there was a Caucasian lady teaching uh, African-American history to people who were walking by, so, and that disturbed me a little bit to where I landed, and uh, I put my ear over just to see if she was telling the story correctly, uh, because I didn't want those children or those families with it being their first time there to walk away confused or not really understanding uh, kind of the middle passage, so to speak. But I'm thinking... Okay, let me say something. We are talking about trying to get history in our textbooks. Uh, a lot of that, you can name, we can go around and name yeah. a billion experiences, personal experiences we're having. Well, well, I'm but, 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 but no, no, I'm what I'm saying, I'm yes, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm listening to what you're saying. You are less yeah. harp on trying to get true American history in our textbooks, especially here in Texas, which really leads to United, the rest of the United States. 
Uh, we all have we have all kind of experiences worldwide, but let's let, let's not get sidetracked on little personal experiences. But we got to be able to move the actual. Look, that will take that take they, that take care of itself once we get this started. Let's get well, this started. Started, Pastor Barnett, but we need people like you and the thousands of listeners on your show to help this young lady to say, "Hey." We have students who, who want to take those field trips and those field experiences, so they can. Oh, that's going to take place. That takes that takes place even in our, any any classes. These things take place. No, but let's no, work no, on no, strategies no, of trying no, to get it into the school system. Cut it off, Danny. You're not going to listen. Cut it off. Cut it off. Shoot. Guy, we're trying to go put us a thousand miles down the road. We're trying to get the thing on the road running right. All righty. Uh, 972-647-1893. All right, who's next? Andrew. All right, good morning, Andrew. Andrew, you there? Yes, I'm here. Good morning, Andrew. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Pastor Barnett. Good morning. Yes, go right ahead. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, uh-huh. Hear you well. Oh, Pastor Barnett, I have two young children. I have two middle-aged children, and I am trying to get and find out how can I get black history put back in the schools so my children will learn about it, not being angry of different, you know, Caucasian, my Caucasian brothers about what happened in the past, but I need my kids to learn about it other than what I'm teaching them to let them know that we have contributed a lot in this country, in America. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't, we didn't just come here on the ship, so we just didn't evolve here. We have helped build this nation. We have created so much things here, and they don't even teach that in our schools, and they want to wipe it out where it's like we don't even exist anymore. They got Asian history. They got Mexican history. But we don't even have a place that we can go back to call home to. We don't have Mexico. We can go back. We don't have, we, we can't go back to Africa because we can, but a lot of us do not know where our ancestors is in Africa. So we need to learn the basics while we here. Uh, uh, come on, we need to teach our kids because if, our children don't know where they came from, and the parents don't know where they came from. They don't even, we don't know where we're going to go. All right. All right. Uh, Ms. Davis, you have any uh, opinion on that? <clears throat> yeah, that, I, I agree. And I, I do want to go back to something as well. Um, I think I, he mentioned about the students who came from Dallas and testified. That did make all the difference in the course passing unanimously because all of my colleagues were extremely impressed with, with, with the material the students had learned in the course. Mm-hmm. And some of my colleagues even tried to trip them up and ask them hard questions, but those students from Dallas knew everything. Mm-hmm. And when they saw how empowered and intelligent students were after taking this course, it was no way that they could say no. Mm-hmm. But this new bill that we've been talking about, this new bill will restrict the school district from taking students from their district to testify about something like African-American studies. Mm-hmm. So, so this bill, it, it, it legally takes away the ability for a student to be able to stand up 
for the material that they've learned and stand up mm-hmm. for their community mm-hmm. and, and have the support of their schools and their teachers. So that's another reason why this bill is extremely harmful. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that that's see that that part really needs to be harped on and brought out because I I don't think the average person knew has caught up with the idea that they got something on on the burner that's going to end up burning us up uh and that that that's something we uh we need to harp on even more and I wish uh you can keep us abreast of really what's really going on with this thing because they will take something good and turn it to bad turn it on us yes i I'm glad to hear this uh-huh Thank you. Thank now you. With, Go ready. Oh, I'm sorry. With, now, with the adoption, everybody in the community can serve on those committees with the Texas Ed- Education Agency mm-hmm. and have a say-so in what gets put in the history courses. Mm-hmm. When we start to build those courses in November, I will definitely keep you aware. If you are in Dallas and you're interested in serving on one of those committees, please apply and then let me know. We have to make sure that we have people at each and every one of those committees so that that voice is consistently Mm -hmm. there. Otherwise, we're going to get erased out of our history courses. Well, yes, but you have to get to first base, second base, third base before you can cross home plate. That's one yes, of the things sir. we got to do. We got to help get this thing safe on first base and taken care of. Yes, it. sir. Yes. That is 972-647-1893. Okay, we're up against a short break. We'll be right back. Yes, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. We have, you say your name is Pierre? Yes. You have Pierre. You, I know you've gotten used to this. <laughs> you've got Pierre. All righty. Exactly. Uh, who do who we have on the line, Pierre? And we have a Miss Vish. All right. Good morning, Miss Vish. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Miss V, as in Victor. Miss V. Okay. Miss V is in victory. All right. Good morning to you all. Very good subject, uh, Mm -hmm. Reverend Barnett and Miss Davis. Uh, What I'm wanting to know, in the event that this bill is signed by added, which I'm pretty sure it will be, all Mm -hmm. the research and data and content that you have done, Miss Davis, and your research, will that be available for parents, communities, churches, and everybody to avail themselves to the work that you have already done so that we can teach ourselves and our families and our community. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the population mm-hmm. is being done to, to do that in the event Absolutely. of this deal. Okay. Okay. Will you let us Absolutely. know where we can get these, get these uh, references and books and things? Yes, there is an amazing director of social studies, Shalon Bond, with Dallas ISD, and we've been in conversations ever since we even heard the bill was coming before us. So we we are already preparing. As soon as the governor signs it, that's when we're going to get to work. So we'll know exactly the language we have to work against, but absolutely. And I I would love community support and engagement. If we're going to do this right for our students, it's going to take all of us. I would definitely share anything you need to make sure our students are successful. Yes, yes. Thank you, because that would be a, a great help to families. Oh, you know, yes. Like teaching at home, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. we have those products available, even if they don't teach it, we can. That's right, that's yes. right. Mm-hmm. But, but you pay taxes 
for them to teach it. We do. Yeah. Well, we it can be taught that. both places, and you guess another place it really needs to be taught? The church. The church. And they should it have needs to be taught to the home, the church, and the school district should be paid, to, should do what they're paid to do. Yes. That's to yes. educate our children. Most assuredly. Mm-hmm. Most assuredly. Because that, that critical race theory, that's what this is all about. They're trying to whitewash history, and we're not going to let them. All right. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. We love you. Take care, and we will be with you, Miss Davis. Have a good day. Thank all right, you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Um, you have any comments on that, Ms. Davis? Um, I, look, I definitely agree with you. we got to teach this more at the church, at the house. You know, this needs to be a, a full community effort. And whatever we can do to make sure that we all have those resources, then, you know, that's something we need to all get together to figure out what we can do for our kids. All right, great. All righty, uh, Pierre, who do we have? We have uh, James. All right. Good morning, James. Good morning, Pastor Burnett. How are you this morning? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sir? Fine. How are you? You're doing wonderful. Okay, gotcha. Okay. I'm calling and letting the people know that we have the free food at the Evangelist Temple Church of God in Christ at $26.7. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Boy, yes, you on top of that, and you call me every Saturday morning. Let know there's food being served. Still, the church is doing something good. All right, all right. And they can vote also. Who's the pastor at that church? Uh, pastor Freddie Shepherd. All right, Pastor Shepherd. All right. Uh, yes, sir. Pastor Shepherd Church over there. Again, give the address. Twenty six twenty seven Dollar Street. Twenty six from the I mean from Bear Street. Okay, we're just off of Bear. All right, twenty six twenty seven Doris. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Uh Have a good day. All right. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. That's the number to call. Who do we have here? Mister T. Mister T. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good morning, Mister T. Uh, I love the program, love the program. Hey, what I'd like to do, uh, if it's Thank you. Thank you for your call and coming. Thank you, sir. Uh, is Miss Davis still on? I uh, am. Okay, sure. All right. I'm looking. All right. Okay. 972-647-1893. Miss Davis, when we see that the history that's taken place and everything seemed to be coming down, and usually when we hear something coming down really big, for many of us, it's the first time we've ever heard it. I, I be, uh, I'm looking at Tulsa. 
there are a lot of people who lived in Tulsa. I was watching them interview children that lived in Tulsa. They had never heard of the 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 the, the rioting that whites did against blacks back in uh, 1921. Uh, and that, you know, that, that, you know, that it's somehow that's I had heard it, but you know, actually, how I really heard that. Oh. I heard it from the Gap Band. Oh. Years ago, the Gap Band. Thank you. The, the, the name of that Greenwood and all of that was a part of that. Mm-hmm. They made that made their name and everything, and how they and they told it. This mm-hmm. musicians told that, but the children didn't seem to uh, grasp it in their school system. All of that, right. you know. But we've had not only Tulsa, we've had a whole lot of what they call Black Wall Streets burned down across America. We've had a whole lot of that. Uh, we had it here in Longview, Texas. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we just have, uh, have just been left out. And no wonder we are so divisive and want to kill is somebody going forth doing something well why don't you do it no you go do it the way you want it done don't try to disturb somebody else what they're doing let's try to get things done that would help us all and go work with others cause it's believe me it's enough out there for everybody right it's a whole lot out there for everybody and I don't want you to get discouraged by People telling you you need to do this, these do do what you you have set forth to do, and ask us to help you, and I'll do everything I can to help you. What you're supposed to do, I'm not going to critique what you're doing, because you're yes, doing sir. something good, and I want that done. And then if it's something else I see, I'll take off and do it myself. I'm not going to criticize somebody else that's already working. This is ridiculous, but sometimes we get to those points. All righty, uh, Pierre, who do we have? We have Stephen. Stephen, all right. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, God bless you. Yes, go right ahead, Stephen. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm Indian, Irish, black, uh, I got red hair. You know, I'm Indian, Irish, black. No, tell them what. I was straight dog. You know? Yeah, we got that. You, uh, do you have a question for Miss Davis? I do. <clears throat> and I, I know you don't. You know, you have no hatred. Uh, it has a lot to do with the poor. Uh, I grew up dirt. Poor with black people. Uh, no, you know, I thank God. Uh, and uh, I was there in the 70s when they uh, they were treated poorly, but then they allowed blacks in our high school. They didn't know I was part black. They found out you give a black man a football, you make a touchdown every time. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on, man. Let's, <laughs> do you have a, a question? I just want to say that I appreciate, I hear you, you know, I understand you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I know, I know poor people, 
you know, you're not painting all white people with uh, as bad people, you know. Uh, but anyway, I just, all right. I tell you what, I thank you. You go on and uh, finish your toddy this morning, and. Have yourself a good time. All right, they close the line, 972 Who do we have next, Pierre? James. James, all righty. Good morning, James. Yes, sir, I'm here. Yes, go right ahead. Yes, sir, good morning. And, Ms. Davis, thank you so much for the work you're doing. But everybody speaking about Tulsa. We're here in East Texas near Palestine. There's a small town called Slocum, S-L-C-O-U-M. And this town here was similar to that. They had um, blacks were doing very prosperous there, like the little Tulsa. And the whites went in and just massacred them down there. That's a historical marker. I have all that videoed up. But that's something that needs to be brought out also. There's a lot of little tussles that throughout uh, East Texas and I'm sure throughout America that we need to put together, especially in Texas, like Ms. Davis is saying. But I haven't really heard any good contact information how we can get with Ms. Davis. I hear a lot of good talk, you know, but... I haven't heard her give out a good contact information. How we can go online or reach her or talk with her in some way or another and share some of the things that we have and support her. If he can give that information before she leaves the air and get off and give me an opportunity to hang up and be able to get that information myself. Oh, absolutely. I'll definitely shoot out my email address if you're ready. It's my first name, Aisha. A-I-C-H-A dot Davis yes at tea dot uh-huh tea dot Texas spelled out dot gov gov so again that's Aisha dot Davis at tea dot Texas dot gov Okay, I, I got it pretty good, but I'm trying to listen on the air and don't want to interrupt everyone. But I, I, before you leave the air again, I'll be able to get where I can write it down better. I appreciate what you're doing, and I'll be in contact best I can. God bless and keep y'all, and keep pressing forward. Reverend Bonnet, bless. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, thank you for your call and coming. Here comes the line, 972-647-1893. All righty. Who do we have next? All right. We hold up their lines real. We're trying to get them all lined up. Uh, here's uh, when we uh, go, and uh, are y'all still dealing with the Dallas Independent School District Board of Trustees and this superintendent with this? Are you this uh, gone past that? It has gone past that. It it went to the state, and the state adopted it April of last year. So right now. It is adopt African American studies is adopted. It's available all across Texas to every single high school. You just have if it's not available at your high school right now, you have to talk to your board of trustees or your high school principal to let them know you want that course taught. But mm-hmm. all of the curriculum of the course is there and available for every single high school in Texas. Okay, now this this is this course a mandatory or is it optional? Right now, it is optional, but there were several mm. bills this session to make it mandatory, and one of them got all the way to the end before it, it has stopped. So we hope that next session we'll have that same 
um, you know, fire, and we'll definitely try again. But we want to keep trying until our ethnic studies courses, African American studies, is one of our required courses. Now, this is a part of a system called ethnic studies. So other ethnicities will be taught also, or what is it? Mexican-American studies was the first course created. Um, Mm -hmm. And then African-American studies. Was it first to be presented? Yes, sir. For statewide adoption in Texas. And that was around 2017. That was the first to be presented in 2017. It was a Hispanic American studies. Yes, sir. Then African American studies was adopted last year. And right now, Grand Prairie ISD is um, working on Native American studies. Okay. Because... um, one thing we, we we have to very much so be careful, know how people can really hone in and dilute really what you're trying to accomplish. We hope that we hope this doesn't happen. Wish Absolutely. You. And I wanna keep I wanna keep African American studies as strong as possible. That's why I want it to be its own course, but I also want more African American facts put into US history and the other courses, but for this African-American studies course, I want it to be a very, very strong course with a lot of good facts in it. Mm -hmm. I want facts to be consistently added. I'm so excited to hear about all of these different historical events that have happened all around Texas, and it makes me think, you know, man, when we go back to revise it, we got to make sure we're including this and that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's going to be a journey where we just keep adding to make that course just an amazing experience for all students because okay. we, we want we don't want to just limit this course to black students we want all students to know about this oh this yes everyone needs to know our history because Absolutely. we build America they definitely right. need to know it alright who do we have next uh, Pierre we have a Joe who Joe Joe, Joe? Oh, Joe. yes Joe alright good morning Joe Good morning, Reverend Barnett and Miss Davis. Yes. Miss Davis. Mm-hmm. This Abbott administration, yeah. this is this critical race theory that they're talking about, isn't it? Yes, and, sir. Uh, is our legislature preparing lawsuits with the courts because this is going to take us all the way back, similar to the Nazi book burning? They don't want us to know the truth. Can you explain? I know you talked about it, but I, I hope that the uh, our congressmen are really looking at going to court on this. I, I will say Dallas ISD um, Superintendent Hinojosa has mentioned that he would be willing to pursue something in court. Um, you know, if it passes through, I will say there are plenty of organizations that are also preparing lawsuits just in case it passes through. So there will be some legal recourse. Um, hopefully this at least solid, maybe until next session when we can get some better bills passed. But there are some organizations. But as for Congress, like I said, they're trying to put together the Black History is American History Act. So all of these far-right states that try things like this, there's already federal legislation to protect history courses. So that's what our, our Congress, our congressional members are doing. I know um, uh, Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson, she was a co-author on that bill. 
um, Congressman Mark Vesey, he was also included in that bill. So that's an, an effort they've been trying for two years at this point, and they, they really are prioritizing to move that forward. Mm-hmm. You get your answer, sir? I guess he's gone. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, then. Mm-hmm. All right, that close the line, 972-647-1893. Uh, who do we have now? Red Ghost. All right. All right, good morning, Red Ghost. Good morning, Ms. Davis. Hey, uh, yeah, I got a real good, nice, nice topic. And uh, we were sitting right on the, right on the, um, <laughs> right across the river where I uh, was just like Tulsa. This Oak Cliff is going to be just like Tulsa. It's already been wiped out. The freeway came in, and my mom and dad told me about when the freeway came in, how things was going to change in that neighborhood. So our education, where well, we have the, um, we have N.W. Harley, Evanuel, uh, Ross West Building, John Wally Price walked across 8th Street, got his notoriety, and we're losing our neighborhood along with our history. Can you tell me, how did slaves gain 10 acres to, I mean, uh, gain XYZ or properties, like four acres inside of Oak Cliff, and the White Cemetery is the main thing in that cemetery, in that neighborhood. How did a White Cemetery become in a historic district? And it, it, we just got everything backwards here in Oak Cliff. And we need leadership in Oak Cliff to pull this thing out. We need to save Oak Cliff as the last black city, at least in America. And Ms. Davis, you're working on a good job. Rem Burnett, you're doing a good job. Ken O'Hare, you're doing a good job. Peace uh, Thank you. Everybody out there. All right. We're up against a short break, and we'll be right back. All right. We're back and ready for our last segment. Uh, Ms. Davis, uh, could you give us a, a roundup on what we can do to help you in your endeavor? That should be all of our endeavor. Yes, sir. Um, Like I said, we will be starting that history revision at the end of this year. I will definitely need community input. So sitting at the table, joining those committees, you know, um, people looking at that curriculum, seeing how we can include more of our African-American heroes in all of our history courses. Um, Mm -hmm. Councilman Casey Thomas will be having... Mm-hmm. Uh, community meetings, you know, trying to bring the community together about this important topic. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'm going to keep y'all informed as much as I can. And, and reach do. out to me, you know, but this is going to be a hard task. And what we do, this work will last for about the next eight years. Uh-huh. So we won't have another opportunity for eight years to get this right with our history courses. So we have to make sure we get it right now. Yes. I see this is going to be seemingly doubly hard because we have uh, the governor with something on his desk that may sound good, but it's got plenty, it's laced with poison. It's just, this could be doubly hard. We have to really walk a tightrope on this one. Would you not say? You know, they were so busy trying to put this together and they had such bad intentions 
Mm-hmm. Now, it does open the door for us to put some real truth into that history. Mm-hmm. We just got to work around with that losses. So it's still a good opportunity for us to put some truth in that in those history courses. You know, mm-hmm. so we, we'll end up on top. Oh, well, I sure hope so. We got to. We've got to. We got to. But uh, anytime you want to let us know, you just call me. And uh, we are, and thank Casey for getting you on this morning. Uh, yes, because uh, we really want to push this in all states, everywhere. Needs to be done. It yes, needs sir. to be done in all fifty states and all American territories and all people who wants to be an American needs to learn African African American history. I don't I don't say just American history because we had a great history long before we came to America. Before there was an America, we Absolutely. had a, yeah we've had a great history. And uh, you're doing a fine job. Anything we can do to encourage you. Just give us a call, and we'll do everything we can to make sure that you are encouraged, not discouraged, and not sidetracked. You know, people mean well, but a lot of times to get sidetracked means that uh, it will deter what you're really trying to do. Because I know I've been down that road several, several times. Getting something done, everybody else telling me, now you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that. When we can try to get this one thing done and then move from there. Yes. And people mean well, but sometimes it will slow you down. Call us, that's on there. I'm sorry, I can't take any more. I got to get out of here. Yeah, my time is up. I got to get out of here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling OT in the morning, 930, Marion Barnett Sr. Call and uh, and be a part of Facebook tomorrow morning. We'll be speaking. Good day.